that's cool. Right, so now... Now we have chat about podcasts. Philip, Gary, what do you think about podcasts? Philip, Isn't Philip this is fun? running this dictatorship, so the clock's going. We need to start being top banter funny now. Because <laughs> if we ain't, that as well. If we don't hit, if we don't hit eleven out of ten on the funny then scale, Philip ain't putting this in the podcast. Get fucking cut out because the dictator has decided. Oh so. shit! The power's gone to his head. What's really annoying is all of this won't make it in because he'll not put it in. Yeah, right. Considering we. I don't know. It feels weird now. Forced funny. Should we just jump in? I mean, that's what Philip does. Philip causes forced funny. Let's jump in. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the meandering. Oh, just hello, ladies. You gotta include. You gotta be inclusive. Hello, ladies and adjacent people. Adjacent people to the ladies. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Andering Movie Podcast, where I'm Gary Copeland. Um, oh, I had a name and I forgot it, but I am the functioning alcoholic, Gavin. <laughs> and occasionally on the... <laughs> they're always... So, they're just getting sadder. <laughs> like, I know I've said that before, but they're just getting worse. I came up with that two hours ago while we were in the... the <laughs> Well, we were in the pub. And, uh, occasionally, we have our audio boy. Hello. <laughs> on the mic as well. Um, this he, is the podcast he pretty much just chimes in to tell us when we're wrong or to drop Or to facts. be funnier. Or to be funnier because he's yeah. in charge. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about movies mainly and pretty much everything else that comes up during the flow of our natural conversations. Like how we're wearing fun, colourful socks. Look at us with our fun, colourful socks. Mine have got Knuckles the Echidna on them from Sonic the Hedgehog. Mine have stripes. And which my auntie bought me for Christmas. My brother bought me these. For Christmas? Family socks. For, the, for Christmas? Philip, who bought you your socks? My socks are grey. <laughs> Did anyone buy you them? No. Oh, oh that's sad. That's a sad got- pair of socks. In today's episode, I, I'm, bringing a, I'm bringing a question to the table. Is it this coffee table's? It's the metaphorical oh, table. the metaphorical of, table. The what, metaphorical table. What of, kind of wood is the metaphorical table made from? <laughs> like who said a, it was made of wood? Yeah, like yeah. Well, yeah, who did say it was made of yeah? Give us a nice glass table. Because I've always got wood in my mind. Because I'm always horny. Please cut that. <laughs> He's not going to cut <laughs> that. No, I'm he? not going to. Um, like a rich mahogany. Ooh, not a poor mahogany. A rich mahogany. A rich mahogany. Um, I yeah. The question I'm putting to you: Which film has the best time travel? That's easy. It's any of the three Star Trek films that have time travel in it. So, right, but right. Okay. <laughs> I love how already well, you're annoyed. You Episode's done. Let's wrap for the day. Cheers for that, Gav. No, you dick. Here is the clear answer. Uh, the Star Trek movies that have time travel in it are the best, and every other time travel movie comes second. What kind of time travel does Star Trek films have? Because I, I, I don't. Other than the rebooted Chris Pine 2009 one, I haven't seen any Star Trek films. Well, see, the one about the 2009 reboot is it's kind of like full time travel because. It's back to the future time travel. Uh, well, yeah, but they it's... go back in time. the The Romulans, Rom- Romulans, 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 Romulans. What are you? I'm saying the same thing you're saying. You're saying Romulans, Romulans. Wait, because that's the same th- Romulans. There's no O. What are you? What the fuck's the word? R O M O U. No, you're putting R- an emphasis on the ons on the end, but it's Romulan. 
Romulans. Like penicillins. Romulans. R O M U N A L S. Romulans. All right, cool. So the fucking Romulans come so, back in time. Oh shit! And then they change. <laughs> so, they change the timeline. No, for what? I'm, yeah, they do. No, sure. Would you just let me? Would you let me tell up. you what happens? I've seen I it. I get to talk about Star Trek so very few times. Let me just say things about and it. And then Nimoy pops up and he's like, the timeline's because, been changed. Because the Romulan planet is, like is Church, like, uh, right. blown up uh, and they're all like, oh, they're, they're angry about it. Yeah, James Kirk did it. No, he didn't. Because it was so far in the future, James Kirk was dead. It was the Vulcans. The Vulcans did it. Nimoy. N- yes. So the Romulan uh, ship went, it was a mining vessel. Just in case anyone was interested, uh, went back in time. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, like, went went back in time. Minor point. to to kill uh, the Vulcans uh, and pretty much Starfleet uh, as a whole. Isn't that what the Klingons do? When I don't know, I don't want to start. The Klingons it. don't have the ability to work time travel. They yeah, did the Romulans. I thought they did it by accident. The Romulans are quite a scientifically forward-thinking. Alright, fine, but species. I'm pretty sure the fucking mining ship wasn't their greatest and brightest no, it minds wasn't, of the future. But that's all that was left after the fucking Vulcans wiped out parts of the galaxy, Why'd including they do that? the Romulan because they've they had this I uh, thought the Vulcans were good guys. They are, but they they were experimenting with this element that was extremely Unobtainium. No, it was not unobtainium. That's 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 Avatar you're thinking of. Big, big is it the big red one? The big red ball, yeah. yeah. And it's really like the 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 dark aether. From a gra- Thor it's, too. it's an aggressive element, and it causes a massive explosion. But first contact and a voyage home are much, especially a voyage home, are much kind of more uh, time travel centric. Because with a voyage home, get this, a big old probe <laughs> following. Shows up into uh, the Milky Way and it causes uh, just technology to stop working and it just starts shutting everything down and ships are like stranded in space and they're like running out of uh, like air and all those type yeah. of stuff. And the probe makes it all the way to Earth and then it just it, it puts down this wee brain appendage and starts giving it these signals looking for a response and it's looking for a response from humpback whales. But in the year... Wait... Nope. Yep. Don't move on from that point. <laughs> Why? Uh, g- good that question. seems important. G- good question. Uh, I can't remember why the probe is looking for a response from humpback whales. But is it, it like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Like the <laughs> the whales and dolphins are actually the most intelligent species on the planet. No. So long and thanks for all the fish. That if, mov- if Audio Boy was here, he'd be that he'd movie be didn't. This. That movie just didn't really pan out, did it? That's a good film. I like that film. I don't. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a good I movie. I like Alan Rickman in it. And Sam Rockwell. Uh, Martin Freeman. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Bill Nye. Most deaf. But yeah, anyway, back to the important bit. So the probe's trying to get a response from... That's her- pr- sorry. I feel like that's the most actors I've ever named in any movie ever. And you didn't even give me a well done. I got a six. <laughs> no, normally... Well, no, because no, normally you and Audio Boy are like... Oh, this person from that film, and I have to say, who who's that? I don't know who that is. And you both snigger and snort at me. Okay, how about I say a film and we see how many actors you can get from it? Go on, then. Okay. Uh, buried. Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Well done. Just for context, the film Buried stars Ryan Reynolds and no one else. <laughs> I was going to say, is that, who else is in that film? I thought, you know, I thought that was quite funny. 
I'm quite worried that we're recording this podcast and Audio Boy has left the room. I feel like we can do <laughs> well, it. Okay, now we could got, leave now him a secret message. This is a secret message to Audio Boy. Please wash your fucking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to leave him a, a secret message? No. He's going to cut all this out. Oh, no, but what if he doesn't? The power has proper gone to his what? head. I know. Fucking tell me about it. He has a point, though. We should probably do our own work. I mean, we. Do, I mean, I do quite a bit of extra work. I do all of the the posting and scheduling and creating. Oh, he's back. But it, anyway, back to the topic we we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So the probe. Just in case you wanted to hear about the, the plot to avoid showing Philip the fourth uh, Star Trek film, I made sure you were around for it. So the probe makes its way to Earth, uh, wanting to communicate with uh, humpback whales. And by this point in the future, all the humpback whales have died. There's none left. Sad. Sad emoji. Okay. So then Kirk and the crew and the bird of prey that they stole at the end of a search for Spock. This is William Shatner's Kirk. Yes. Because this film came out when it was the William Shatner era of Mm -hmm. Star Trek. Uh, The bird of prey that they stole from a a search for Spock. They fly around the sun. Uh, The bird of... Just so I'm clear, the bird of prey is the name of a ship. Yes. Not the Enterprise. A Klingon bird of prey. Well, the, not the they Enterprise. also have the Klingon Vorcha class, the Klingon Nigvar class. Right. That's not uh, any a of these, term. None of these are the Enterprise, though. No, because by this point, they destroyed the Enterprise uh, to kill the Klingons that were hunting them in a search for Spock. And Kirk says the line, Good God, Bones, what have I done? And Bones responds, What you had to do. And it's fucking badass. Anyway, so they're flying the, the Klingon bird of prey around the sun, and then this weird psychedelic Play-Doh monster face thing happens. It's really weird. I don't know what was happening. And then they're back in San Francisco in the 80s because the film had no budget, and they thought, we need to write a script where we can just film in San Francisco modern time. And <laughs> so that's what they did, and they literally go to like SeaWorld and stuff. Kirkhoff falls in love with a woman. His name is Kirk. Uh, and then they saved two humpback whales called... I want to say, like... Oh, what the, and save them from what? No, They're going to, like, put them on the bird of prey and then fly them to the future, drop them off in the sea. Spoilers for Star Trek Avoid Home, by the way. And then they will communicate with the probe and the probe will leave and thus everything will return to normal. That raises so many questions. Okay, what are your questions? Please, I'll answer all of them. So the... Probe comes to Earth, there's no humpback whales. Yeah. So presumably if there's no humpback whales, something's gone horribly wrong on Earth anyway. Well, by this point in the future, they've died out of... Ex- ex- they're extinct. But why the fuck is Kirk and the and the, everyone trying to save this dead planet? No, it's just... Why they're not just like, oh, well... No, the because the planet's fine because it's, it's like this kind of uh, metropolis-like future world where Starfleet is... Wouldn't the probe just have fucked off eventually? No, because it was waiting for a response and it wasn't getting a response. It was yeah, just but eventually it would have just been like, right, pack up, next planet, there's no but, fucking But then you don't have a movie, you big fucking bonk. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a fucking stupid plot. It's not. Well, it kind of... I mean, the whole reason they did that plot was just so they could literally film in San Francisco in the 80s because they didn't have any budget. Is it a closed... Also, it's an environmental... like. Cause Is it a closed loop? Uh, doesn't sound no. It doesn't sound it. It is because it goes. It is a close look because it goes right back to just before they left. Right. Okay. But they also touch upon Japanese whaling because at this time Greenpeace and such things was very was the it thing. 
So at one point, there's a Japanese whaling ship hunting t- two humpback whales. The two humpback whales that they later save. And, and William Shatner and, and co. They, do they take any of their sci-fi shit back with them? What do you mean? I don't know how to phrase that question. <laughs> I mean, don't look at me. I wasn't listening. <laughs> what do you mean they take, they take it? Of course, they, they fly back in time with a big fucking Klingon ship that can cloak. Well, then surely the fucking fight with the Japanese whalers isn't that much there of an issue. There isn't a fight. It's a fun scene where the Japanese whalers are about to shoot, kill, and then skin the whales, you know, because it's fun. But then the hook just bounces off of nothing. And the whalers are like, oh, because they're all Tim Allen on the ship. And then, <laughs> and then the whales are like, oh, what's going on? And then oh, the bird shit. Of- We're being fucking transported through time and space. And then the bird of prey decloaks and all the guys are like, ah, and then they turn the ship around and sail away. This sounds terrible. It's an yeah, okay. It it's an okay film. It's it's quite a fun, jovial experience. Like Kirk and Spock, they hide the ship in the park, and then the woman drives them back to the park, and they they're just getting off, and then Kirk, she's like, "What is he just going to walk around the park?" And Kirk's like, "It's what he does because Spock's cookie and weird." I've never seen you like this about anything. I like Star Trek. No, I know, but like I, I have seen you shit over fine films because you get all snooty and snobby and what you're describing sounds god awful it's good and you're smiling so much it's a fun good film there's a scene where uh scotty's trying to use a computer and he's supposed to be like one of the greatest like uh, engineers of the time uh, which in the future he is but in the, in the old times he's not the old times being a uh, current day the so. 80s yeah and he and he sits on the computer and he's like, computer? Hello, computer? And then the guy's like, use the mouse. So he picks up the mouse and speaks into the mouse because oh, it's fun. And then the guy's like, no, just gold. like use the keyboard. And then he starts using the keyboard. It's fun. There's also a bit when Chekhov falls off a, a high place and like breaks his skull and gets taken to a hospital and then they have to go and save him from the hospital and they've got Sounds these delightful. like they've got these things in him and then Bones is just like it's like the dark ages in here and he just throws a bunch of the stuff off and then they just I, I honestly haven't got a fucking clue how to get us <laughs> back on topic right now I we are so far oh, off well, we haven't reserve. even got Star Trek First Contact yet which is one of the Picard films in which the Borg have finally invaded uh, the, the, the Milky Way and everyone's fighting them but uh, spoiler alert for the beginning of First Contact, which came out in like 2009. You don't have to spoiler alert anything over the 10 year mark. Okay. Uh, and then <laughs> they, they blow up the Borg cube, but the Borg sphere escapes with an unexpected wait, passenger. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What? You said the Borg cube. Yeah. And then you said the Borg sphere. Because with inside the Borg cube was a Borg sphere <laughs> containing. Obviously, Gary, keep up. <laughs> Containing a special passenger. Was it a fucking a wee Borg, tease for anyone Borg, who's not seen the film. The Borg Triangle. And then it goes back in time. What to, the fuck is a Borg? It's like one of the most dangerous, like scary villains from Star Trek. Why? Because they are emotionless robots who just want to take over. They're like a bacteria. They're like Gavin. <laughs> Resistance is futile. You know? Is that Borgs? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've heard that. So then they go back in time to first contact. Okay, so sorry, to stop I, first I contact. Interjected. So the Borg sphere and the Borg triangle and the Borg. Tri- there's no Borg triangle. Whatever's in the Borg sphere is going Borg back in pyramid. time. There's, there's something inside the Borg. And it goes back in time. To the Borg deck to stop first contact. 
First contact being between Bo- humans Bog and parallelogram. Zephyrin Cochrane. Zephyrin Cochrane designs the first warp engine, uses it. Vulcans are travelling by, see this, think, oh, there's a species that has advanced to a point of technology in which we can now have contact with them. So the Vulcans come and visit. The Borg when it's humans. Yeah. Right. I'm I if I'm struggling to keep up with what the fuck you're saying, you it's need very to slow simple. Yeah, this we has been Gavin explaining Star Trek for the we, past twelve minutes. Yeah. I mean I'll I'll keep going. I mean, if you want, we I mean, can, keep going. We can I get just, into I mean, individual. All, I, all I'm saying we is, can get into individual Star Trek episodes that just, involve time just travel. Keep, but we don't do TV. We don't do TV. Yeah, you said that. Just like if, you need to describe this in much simpler terms because I haven't got a fucking clue what you're on about. Bad guy, go back in time, stop uh, humans from gaining technology that could then take them out into the stars and beyond by assimilating the entirety of Earth. Okay. Cool. And uh, spoiler alert: that it was the Borg Queen that was on the sphere, and she uh, she steals data and tries to make him Borg, just like she did to the card. Wait, data with a capital D. Yes, who's played by Brent Spiner? He's an android, but he's got human emotions. Okay. Don't but all androids have human emotions? That was the least convincing okay I've ever heard. I'm so confused. I think in season lost. two, no three. Uh, Picard is kidnapped by the Borg. It's when the Borg are first introduced, and he is assimilated by them, and he's made into Lucius okay. of Borg. Wait, before you continue on with this, let's just change the name of this episode. Yeah. Okay. So Don't this worry. is. Don't worry. This is now. St- Gavin explains Star Trek to Gary. I think because I'm I'm you've you've piqued my interest enough. Yeah. But I, you're gonna have to, come on, hit me. Give me more. What more do you want? Ask just me. give me more. Just give me more. I'm gonna, I'm going to ask questions. So I'm curious. Uh, so, so the great thing about first contact is it plays back. Why don't we hit- just fucking time travel all the way back to the beginning? So, here's what I know about Star Trek: Captain Kirk and Leonard Nimoy, That's and it. Chris Pine what about, uh, in 2009. What about Patrick Stewart as Captain uh, Picard? And I know Captain Stewart, Patrick Stewart played Captain Picard. That's it. And, and a Klingon. Show. And a Klingon and is the movies. a. Yeah, and a Klingon is an alien, and that's that's everything I know. There you go. There's my full Star Trek knowledge. I mean, what else do you want? Wait, I mean, I want you to fucking give me a rundown. It's been going for like the last thirty years or something, so there must be Longer plenty than here. That. Come on, started in the sixties. Hit me. I I don't know where to begin with hitting you. I can hit you with my rhythm stick. Hit me with some Star Trek facts. It it's uh, the best sci-fi television show. It's better than Star Wars. Uh, it has some of the best written episodes of sci-fi television. It had some of the best writers. What's the best episode of Star Trek? That's an impossible question to ask. Please don't even ask me that question. <laughs> What's like the top ten? I don't. Fu- oh, um, oh, I have seen an episode of Star Trek. What uh, episode? Uh, one. There was two men, and Th- that doesn't were, narrow it down. They were half black and white. And oh, that's uh, the original series, yeah. With Kirk and Spock, yeah, and then Kirk, and Kirk was like, "Hey, uh, alien, come it's, on to the ship." A whole we, episode about race. We've got you sorted. We also found uh, another one of your species because their planet was exploded. Yeah. We found another one of your species, and he turns up, and he was opposite black and white. Yeah, so it was like one was white on the left and black on the right. Another one was white on the right and black on the left, and it was a whole kind of. Uh, way of looking at race and just how 
thinking that someone's... is what Star Trek did a lot, though, isn't it? it took, well, yeah, it took the issues of today, and it's and st- sci-fi. It still does it, and it does it better than any other sci-fi. But that's because there's not much, is there? What do you mean? There's not really much sci-fi. Well, there's not much long ongoing sci-fi programs out there. Everything's just superhero films now. Uh, superhero TV shows. Doctor Who. Yeah, but sci-fi yeah. TV shows used Twilight Zone. To, yeah, sci-fi sh- TV Twilight shows coming back, used to be taking a break for yeah. the last they, twenty. They used X-Files. to be massively prevalent. You're you're lost in space and like like audio voice. I think outside Star Trek, no, but see, all these ones are like big from prior years that they and they've rebooted them. But there's not been a fresh new sci-fi and like Black Mirror. But that's because. Uh, all these sci-fi oh, shows were just like the one show where Star Trek was like, this is a series, and then Fringe. we're going to have a different Star Well, I was going to say series. Fringe was probably the... the l- as far as my memory goes, Fringe is probably the last sci-fi series that lasted um, Five seasons. a significant amount of time. Yeah, not just like one or two seasons before getting cancelled. And it wrapped up. It had time to, to finish its story arc. Star Trek wrapped up. No, so, like, Star Trek... Um, yeah, Star Trek's the given. This is what I'm saying. I'm trying to think what else has done this. Oh. There's not much. No. Sci-fi is a bit of a... Sci-fi I mean, TV is a bit of a a, a, a desert, really. It's a bit when, of a sparse. When Disney Plus comes out, uh, Disney's going to have a bunch of face? Star Wars. There are so many sci-fi TV shows. Yeah, but how many of them... Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Though. How many of them have lasted the test of time? Doctor Who. Do- Doctor Who, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Keep naming them. X-Files. X-Files. X-Files was finished. And it came back. But then, yeah. like, that's because they're... The, like. You're saying there's how many different series of Star Trek though? This is the thing. So you got the original series, then you've got you go, Next how long did that last? Then you got Deep Space Nine, then you got Voyager, then these you've are all got different series. And then you've yeah, got Discovery. but it's still the same show. But it's not though. I mean, technically, uh, let's go to the X. The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager all happened in around the same time because they each passed the torch onto the other because. Deep Space Nine's first episode had Captain Picard in it, and interestingly, when Captain Picard was assimilated by the Borg, uh, the character um, Cisco was at that battle, and he was on a ship with his wife being in that battle. Uh, and uh, far too much detail Captain here. Picard was, too much detail. Captain was Picard the was the strokes. Borg that destroyed. He was the, the Captain Picard was a Borg. He was assimilated, made into the cutest of Borg. And so he was on the Borg cube. Cutest Borg. Lacutus. And he... Has Are you following this? His no. cube, his Borg cube attacked the ship that Cisco and his wife was on. His wife died. Cisco survived. And then Cisco goes on to be the main character in Deep Space Nine. Did Picard ever stop being a Borg? Well, yes, after the two-part episode. But you can stop... You can be unassimilated. Well, he was the first one. They, they took him back. They made him human again. But then that brings us back to the time travel ep- uh, movie, First Contact, in which the Borg come back, and then he has this kind of like PTSD, like uh, war torn mindset about the Borg. And Are how, the Borg like Cybermen from Doctor Who? But much, much more better. Sounds like Cybermen. Much, much more better. Much, much more better. Okay. Why is that? Because they're. It's coming from people that we don't know anything about. We know fuck all about Please explain to us. Just I wanted to talk about time travel, and now we're just talking about That's Star Trek. That's not happening. I mean, first contact. At the, got... the minute, the episode title is going to be Gavin talks about Star Trek for half an hour. <laughs> I mean, do you want to? We jump back into like Looper and stuff. And back I would at this point. I would just I go double down deep. on the I Star think, Trek. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Audio Boy in this. I think we just, gotta... just yeah, we've talked more about the TV show Star Trek than we've talked about anything to do with time travel movies at this moment in time. 
We're the meandering movie podcast. I know, but you just keep talking about the Star Trek. I'll stop talking about Star Trek. It's a special episode. Let's go back. This is going to be an uncut thing as well. <laughs> if, if you if you fund us in any way, you'll have access to this full uncut audio of Gavin explaining Star Trek. I mean, we should just two people who just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to care. It's so I good. I care a little bit, not much. Star Trek it's Voyager is the weakest of the series. TNG is the best of the series. There you go. Why What's is BNG? that? What's BNG? TNG, the What's next generation. Picard. Yeah. What about Kirk? Kirk's good. What's the triple? It, uh, triple is the Klingon Empire's most hated enemy. But they're little cute furballs. But they are infinitely. Uh, you got hay fever. <laughs> oh God! They're, they're there was only one of them a minute ago. And now there's <laughs> infinite. They they kind of <laughs> infinitely uh, re- remake themselves, but by the way they go about doing it is consuming uh, any and all. Uh, Food or water sources or anything you might have. It's like silverfish. So they completely decimate your entire bad, yeah. uh, your your entire basis for. Uh, what happens once the triple have eaten and drank all the water and food? Well, they that, start dying off. Yeah, pretty much. Do they eat each other? Are they cannibalistic? I mean, that's they've never gone into that in Star Trek. But Presumably, they'd have to be though. I mean, I mean, I mean, if I, so. if one triple cannibalized another triple, would it make? Two or more, because if it does, they can last forever. But if the, if it's not, if it's like a one on one, sadly, Star Trek never went into this in the three episodes <laughs> in which they appeared. In, they appeared in the the JJ Abrams you know two thousand eleven so Star Trek much. Into Darkness movie. Do you know what fucks me off about Star Trek? Oh God, what is it that they use uh, fucking Skelligro? No, that's Harry Potter. <laughs> what fucks me off with Star Trek is that it's they they're constantly saying, "Oh, we're going to this." New planet, never touched by man. And or come, woman. Or woman. And they come down, and but they meet, like they meet the new woman. alien species that is the most alien, because it's on the furthest reaches of the galaxy, and that alien species has got two eyes, two ears. It's you know standing, why? It's standing and on two you're feet. You're going to fucking love this. And has a slightly different head. Because there's a Star Trek episode in which they meet a species that went back in time, uh, and then that stop forcing it. Implanted it's too late. Implanted uh, a gene in every single planet that then went on to explain why every single species they run into more or less looks like human, but has like a different nose or a different forehead. So in Star Fuck Trek, off. they wrote an episode to fix the problem of the limitations of their budget and them only being able to have like oh a little nose thing or a little ear thing. Really? Yep. There you go. I mean, kudos to them for that. Then that's that's a way to do it. There you go. You write yourself out of a corner. <laughs> that's ev- that's all of Stephen Moffat's writing. Was that Stephen Moffat that wrote that? No, I just has, he's a terrible writer, and he just writes himself into corners, doesn't know how to get out of it, and just comes up with shit re- re- responses. Because like that, the ending of uh, Sherlock season two, when Sherlock jumps off the uh, building to kill himself. Yeah. And then two years went by because Bennett Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman became like two of the hottest commodities. And in that time, fans just went over and over like, this is how we did it. This is how we did it. This is how we did it. And Stephen Moffat's ego was so big that the uh, what he wrote as the answer was pretty much uh, two middle fingers to the fan base and look how clever I am instead. You sound bitter. He's a terrible writer. I just he's, he's, He makes... 
him and uh, Mark Gatiss, especially Mark Gatiss with the more recent season of Sherlock Holmes, made comments about fans and their criticisms of their show that just made me lose all respect for them. I was like, especially Mark Gatiss, I was like, just go fuck I like Sherlock. I, I liked Sherlock season one and two, and then Stephen Moffat just went off the fucking rails with that show. And it just became Much a farce. Like Sherlock off the top of that building. Oh, callback to that thing you said like thirty seconds ago. Became. A f- Do you never watch the Sherlock? ultimate callback? I don't watch anything. We've been over this. You watch Sherlock's things, good though, though because it's only like nine episodes and they're only sixty minutes each. No, they're like ninety minutes each. They're about sixty minutes. Ninety each. minutes. About sixty minutes each. And you only need to watch two seasons of it because the minute Sherlock falls off that. Uh, building and die. Just pretend that's where the show ends. Even though they show him. Are at they the doing end a line. season four? Hello, life on Mars. No, I think they're done for a while. But then, because Moriarty was meant to be coming back, wasn't he? Yeah, but he already came back. He was coming back again. But then he didn't come back, and it turned Tell out he friend. just he just created like a big computer thing to make it look like he came back, but he didn't actually come back. And then Wait, Sherlock what was, this? was actually Sherlock's uh, sister that did it all. What? Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of this. Oh, don't watch it. It's really what was bad. this? Where was this all happening? What, two years ago? <laughs> thanks thanks for farting. Thanks for the, the, the wee toots. Toot. Toot, toot. Yeah, it was like, it was uh, the last episode was like the big bad of like someone, Moriarty's back, blah, blah, blah. Well, actually Moriarty's back. It was just Sherlock's uh, sister that he didn't, that he'd forgotten about because she killed his dog, was actually in prison. And she was this, like, massive megalomaniac monster who was using the image of Moriarty to fuck with Sherlock and inevitably fuck with him. It was really bad. It was one of the worst episodes of television I've ever watched. I'm so... I honestly... Speaking of Sherlock, what did you think of Benedict Cumberbatch in that Star Star Trek film? Yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness. I'm honestly... Star Trek. And I'm so. I'm just sorry. I'm. Yeah. All none of, of this is. This is not. I'm happening. so sorry. I'm struggling to track anything we're talking about. Yep. I don't know, because we, because we just we are so formless at the moment. We're so formless and aimless that I feel like I'm just floating through this conversation. Yep. We're like a ditto in Pokemon. There's no end. There's just no end. I and I'm trying to figure just somewhere I can be like, right there. I'll aim for that, but. But what's fucking? Let's start over here. What's happening? Do we want to scrap this and start again? This can be like a an, a bonus episode that no one will ever hear. I don't know. What's audio? Boy, you're the producer. Yeah, I would say this is not. I'm also a producer. In what way? I do um, a lot yeah. of the back ends. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I just yeah. We we need form. This was this was yep. completely aimless. I thought that as soon as you started, like, oh no. We're not going to have any form to this. But we're doing the time travel thing and I was talking about... Are we doing well, the time travel thing? We haven't spoken about time travel in the last 40 <laughs> I, I minutes. Talked to, I brought it back to We've first, literally hit the 40 minute mark no, I, there. I talked about First Contact just a wee bit ago and that, that, about how First Contact and the Borg go back in time and try to... But that was entrenched in 25 minutes of Star Trek. <laughs> I, I feel it was lovingly placed within... I'm interested in listening to this. Like, we're still talking about it. But I can't imagine anyone listening to this and nope. thinking... That was a good episode. I'm here now and I'm bored. That's because I'm talking about Star Trek. I like Star Trek. So, let's, should we scrap and should we go for time travel? But we did time travel. No, we talked about we it for 12 minutes. And we, then did touch, we talked about fucking Back to the Future and the, uh, Ted Bundy and stuff. Not Ted Bundy. <laughs> 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 oh, man. 
Bill and Ted Bundy's Is that what happens in that Zach Efron documentary? It's just Zach <laughs> Efron goes, going through time. That's actually Bill and time. Ted 3. Murders Napoleon. Yeah, I can't believe they're doing a Bill and Ted <laughs> Bill and Ted Bundy. <laughs> Bill and Ted Bundy. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch Tim, Bill I'd and Ted Bundy. That. You'd watch Ted Bundy travel through time and kill people. Monsters. It's the perfect. Meanwhile, I'd, I'd happily watch people travel back in time to save whales because I'm a good person. I'm good at heart. I feel like I feel like in Bill and Ted Bundy, they do that bit in Back to the Future. So you know, in Back to the Future, th- th- at the end of Back to the Future Two, when the the Royal Mail guy turns up and he says, "Are you Marty McFly?" and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "We've had this letter for eighteen hundred years." And he said, don't open it. And he gives it to Marty McFly, and Marty McFly opens it. And it's like, oh, Doc Emmett Brown from the 1800s, Wild West yeah. time. In Bill and Ted Bundy, there'd be a scene where the police <laughs> the police turn up in like the year 2400. And they're like, excuse me, son, are you Ted Bundy? And they'd be like, I am. We had this letter delivered <laughs> back in 1854 about you murdering folks. You're, You're under, under arrest, arrest sir. for time murder. <laughs> and then he's like, "You can't arrest me." And then they use this like horrific probe thing on the back of his neck, and it just disables his entire body. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? Like what's the the stark difference between the two of us? Because in my head, Bill and Ted Bundy's time travel device was just like a little bloop wristwatch yeah. thing, and for some reason, you made it a weird yeah. neck probe. Neck probe that savagely disabled his body. Is Minority Report a time travel movie? I don't think I've seen Minority Report. Then you Why are, are we fool? circling back to this? It's not going to be there. You are a fool. Why am I a fool? Fool of a took. What happens in Minority Report? It's where they uh, predict murders before they happen. I actually think, ignoring the 40 minutes before that, I, yeah. if, we, if we even just Demolition started... Demolition Man's a time travel if, movie. If we Bill even just started on, is worth that, I know. If we even just no. started on the Bill and Ted Bundy bit... Like yep. that's the beginning. We can just cut forty minutes. Of yeah, just like fuck the beginning. We can of it. talk about demolition man because that's technically a time travel movie. So, all right, we'll just crack on with Minority Report. Um, starting from here. So, what happens in Minority Report? Uh, the predict murders before they happen. So they look they look through this like computer thing that's attached to these three like weird women oracles oracle women and. Folk- I said that as a joke. That's actually what they're... It, they're kind of like Oracle. They're but, sucking but the it, time But it turns out there's, some, like, there's something more to them, but I can't remember what it is, but uh, Tom Cruise they ends up... Like, bitties. He ends up getting one of them out. <laughs> but they're able to see things before they happen, and the police use that skill to predict murders before they happen and arrest people before they've committed a murder. But if you've not committed the murder... That's the whole point of the film. Oh, oh! <laughs> it's almost like you should watch the film... It sounds good. But yes, now back to Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. That is a time travel movie. Because in I like agree. the year like what nineteen ninety five, like Los Angeles is a fucking wasteland and Demolition Man's hunting down Wesley Snipes and then they both get frozen and then they wake up in the year like two thousand seven. Do you remember your weird Captain Marvel fact about how they changed that one can from a Coke can to a Vimto can? That was Thor, Thor the, the Dark, Dark World. World. Thor the Dark World. Jinx. So, but it was in the Captain Marvel episode. Yeah. Yeah. So Thor the Dark World. Um, they did the same thing in Demolition Man. The Taco Bell. And, and Pizza Hut. Yeah. Because they go, there's your dinner. It's from Pizza Hut. And it's like quite clearly meant to be a deconstructed taco. And even as a kid, I remember being like, what the? That's nothing to do with pizza. That's a, but here's the most important that's a taco. <laughs> is why the Demolition Man give us the opportunity for a Sandra Bullock sex scene, but not give us the Sandra Bullock sex scene. It did. Biggest disappointment. When they put on their helmets. But you didn't see anything. 
You saw Sandra Bullock having a good old time. Yeah, why does it matter if you see anything? I want to see it. was a sex scene. I want to see everything. You understand me? I was a young prepubescent <laughs> boy. I wanted <laughs> to see it all. I wanted to take pictures with it on my terrible Sony Ericsson phone. I think we should start the podcast. What on were that? the seashells all about, guys? Let's what start were the, the seashells all about? On that note. <laughs> Sea, never